You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we're reminded that we are temples of the living God and that because we are temples of the living God, we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through chapter 7, verse 1. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. To be unequally yoked with an unbeliever is to to join them or partner with them in some sort of relationship that is forbidden in Scripture. You think of the Israelites and how they were meant to, yes, show off the holiness of God, yes, show the nations what God is like, but not to be of the nations. They weren't to let the immorality of the nations and the idol worship of the nations infect them. Well, we know that the Israelites weren't faithful in that, and they did, in in this language, become unequally yoked with the nations around them. The same way Paul's speaking to a New Testament believer, saying, you're the temple of the living God. God isn't residing, as it were, in the Ark of the Covenant. He's residing inside of you. Think of how major and special that is. Therefore, do not unequally yoke yourself with an unbeliever. Do not, do not bring God into a relationship in that sense with a, an immoral unbeliever. You think most often about marriage here. You think about uh, marriage being a picture of two people becoming one flesh. And so he's saying, you're a temple of the living God. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. That does not make sense. They are, they are of Satan, or in this passage, Belial, a different word for Satan in verse 15. So it doesn't make sense to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. But he doesn't just say, don't be unequally yoked. Just like our Lord does so often, he gives us these motivations. He gives us these, the, these promises that will happen if we simply walk in obedience. Chapter 7, verse 1 says this, Since we have these promises, and he's talking about some promises that he's just stated before, specifically three of them. Since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So there are incentives, specifically three, to obey this command of not being unequally yoked. The first one is, and if we obey this command, if, if we simply are faithful to keep ourselves from, from the sin and, and re- sinful relationships with unbelievers, if we're to obey that, we will enjoy the presence of God. After Paul goes through and, and makes the same point a number of different ways earlier in this section, he says, What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them, 
and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Paul's trying to show us that when you keep from being unequally yoked with an unbeliever, you will enjoy that presence of God all the more. You think of the sin of Adam and Eve. What did they do when God came walking? Well, they hid themselves. There was a fracture in that relationship. When you simply realize, I'm a temple of the living God, and I'm not going to, in a sense, infect him with some relationship, immoral relationship that I'm going to be a part of, you enjoy the presence of the God who walks among you, whose presence you have with you. That is a very special reality. I think of people who might be tempted to engage in a relationship with an unbeliever, just know this, you cannot enjoy the presence of God, the God that you say that you love and want to be with and spend time with, if you go on and continue in that sin. The second promise that he gives us, and really the second motivation toward obedience, is that we will enjoy being received by God. He says, therefore, go out from their midst, be separate from them, says the Lord, touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. Hear God saying that to someone who's tempted to, to become part of a relationship they should not be a part of. He says, listen, you can go and they might welcome you, but you won't get that sense that I am welcoming you. you. You continue in this relationship with me. You are my temple. You continue in that relationship and I will welcome you. God is highlighting the fact that when we engage into relationship with unbelievers in an immoral way, we lose God, as it were. He's not present in that relationship. We don't enjoy the communion we have with Him. And third and finally, the other incentive, the other promise that He gives is that when we will obey this command to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, we will enjoy the mighty fatherhood of God. Verse 18, Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you. And you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. It's interesting that in that passage, the Holy Spirit has seen to it to encourage the believer with the fatherhood of God. So when we refuse to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, we know in a special way, you know what, I might lose that relationship, but God is my father. That is a very close and intimate and special relationship. But it's not just that the Holy Spirit tells us that God is a father. He says, I'll be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. It makes me think that God is not just trying to give us some positive incentive, but also some negative incentive in a sense. Positively, if you continue having the relationships that you should have as a temple of the living God, I will be your father, positively. Negatively, says the Lord Almighty, says the judge, says the powerful one, says the powerful one who can discipline or even punish perhaps if someone continues on in sin. So when we simply obey the Lord and realize I'm a temple of the living God, I do not want to be unequally yoked, we will enjoy the fatherhood of God and we will know that we live at peace with the God, the almighty God of heaven and earth. I love it that when there are commands in Scripture, you don't have to read very far beyond that or even, uh, e even reading before those commands where you see motivation from God, promises from God. Just trust me, obey me, and it will go well for you.
If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.